Well, hello there, and welcome to The Credentialed Podcast. I'm Kate Kay, your host here at The Credentialed, where we give voice to technology and innovation executives we don't often hear from. So, like, we don't talk only to bros who turned a trust fund into a mobile app, or dudes from Google who write manifestos about how women don't like to code because of inherent biological preferences. We do, however, talk to super interesting people in tech who aren't always in the spotlight, the ones who don't necessarily fit the stereotypes when we think technology executive. Today's guest, while you might not have heard of her before, has quite the tech pedigree. Gladys Kong is CEO of mobile location technology and data firm Uber Media, no relation to that other company. Not only did Gladys help build the Uber Media platform, she's got multiple patents for things involving search technology, website content optimization, and news site commenting. She's also worked closely with Bill Gross at his Idea Lab Incubator, a guy guy, uh, you might have heard of before. But perhaps even more important, she's a basketball player and a basketball mom. We collect the data and we use it to look at trends and we look at uh, consumer behavior as an aggregate. So, all right, so when you say you look at consumer data as an aggregate, could you explain that to, in in layman's terms? Like that means really that you're using, you're pooling the, the information so it's anonymized. It doesn't represent actual individual data. We would look at uh, retailers' locations, maybe a retailer has a thousand locations in the U.S. We'll look at their foot traffic trend, how it grows or declines week over week, month over month. And so we look at uh, the set of mobile devices that we see at a certain location on a given day. Or if someone has run a marketing campaign, they want to see if the marketing campaign actually drives to increase foot traffic. We can look at if the volume of devices we see increase or not. Right. Just to, to put this again in more uh, layman's terms, like what you're looking at it when you say foot traffic is the amount of people that showed up in a physical location based on the fact that their mobile device was in that location. And then you might, you might be able to tell a retailer, you have a lot more people coming within these hours and staying for X, you know, X number of minutes between the hours of 4 and 5 p.m. or something. And, and you, you also mentioned advertising. And, you know, I mean, this kind of information is used for all sorts of stuff. Can you, can you talk about, I mean, outside of the retail scenario, what about how governments or municipalities might be looking at this kind of information? So we've worked with cities uh, in different ways. Um, for instance, one city came to us and said, well, uh, we're looking at, what type of um, infrastructures or stores we should bring into the city. So they look at um, what what do people leave the city for? What are the big um, three destinations people leave the city to go for? And um, it is a 100-euro city, and they said, you know, we know our people like the um, customized stores. They don't really want big box stores. They don't want the big... Uh, Walmart or retail uh, stores here, but uh, the top three destination people leave the city for was for um, a toy store, a major chain toy store, a major um, 
grocery store that is uh, um, a chain uh-huh. and also a major uh, home appliance store. So wow, yeah. it's a big box store that people are living the city for. So, so it is something that data could discover that maybe intuition doesn't always tell you the right answer. So that's one example. Another example is we look at metro station and people live in the areas and how they commute. There's traffic flow and, and all that. It, it certainly helps the city understand uh, when they built new apartments, how do people actually commute to work and how does the traffic flow, where do people go and hang out in which part of the city, what destination they like to go to. Hmm. We also have helped uh, a tourist uh, board look at uh, when people come to this city, where are the top destinations they go to? Do they really go to what we seem to advertise, or do they go to other uh, places that we're not aware of? So we studied that for um, another city as well. So they're very, very different um, scenarios that we do, but anything that requires looking at the flow of traffic, where people are moving around, where people are going to, mobile data can really help um, answer a lot of those questions. Yeah, so... Uh, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. Uh, you have been the CE, the chief executive officer of Uber Media for about two years, but before that, you were the chief technology officer of the company for about three years. And, you know, that's a really interesting transition in itself. I don't think that happens very often. Uh, can you talk about that transition? What brought you to the CEO role and... Sure. What were the challenges of going from CTO to CEO? Yep, I have been in tech for 15 years or more prior to uh, becoming a CEO. And my passion is always in engineering and in building things and product and technology. And so I joined Uber Media and I built the platform from the ground up with the team. And I was very passionate about the product we built. And I actually moved into becoming a general manager first. And so I was CTO and general manager for a while because I want to expose myself to the business side of things because I have built technology for many years in my career. And I want to see what does it take to really take this piece of technology and have success in the marketplace. So I first exposed myself to the business side um, and marketing side, becoming a general manager. And then I moved on to the, you know, the president and of the company, and then I really discovered that I really enjoy doing that. I really enjoy going out, speaking about the product, speaking about the company, getting to hear customers' feedback about the company, how we can really win in the marketplace. So when the opportunity presents itself, I want I raise my hand and I say I want to be considered. And, and I have spent two years prior to that learning and exposing myself to other parts of their company other than technology. And so I was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity, and I really love it. I really have um, learned a lot and then continue to grow and learn, and I get exposed to a lot of new things that I wasn't uh, able to see when I was a CTO. So I really felt really fortunate, and I, I really enjoyed the journey of it. Yeah, and that's, I imagine, much more, you know, you're interacting with with people more often and you're again like you said you're kind of exposed to the other side of the products that you were developing as CTO and that you were in charge of on that end of it now you're you're saying you're you're able to see how that stuff is actually being applied by clients or um, getting as getting a more real world sense of uh, 
Uber Media as a company and how it interacts out there? Yes, I want to see how to make the company succeed with a good product. So that's where I feel I could do it with the position I'm in today. And so you, you know, before you were CTO of Uber Media, you have, um, like you said, a, a long background in tech. You've got a number of patents, um, search tech, website content optimization, news site commenting patents. You spent a ton of time uh, working with Bill Gross, who's a really well-known uh, tech incubator um, uh, he, he runs Idea Lab, which a lot of people who follow tech are familiar with. He's renowned for nurtur nurturing the so-called unicorns, the companies that uh, have eventually been valued over a billion dollars. I mean, I imagine that had to be kind of a high-pressure environment, was it? It is like most startup. It is a fast-paced environment. But I've been with Idea Lab on off for many years, and the culture is very much encourage um, work-life balance. Mm. Um, so while we push really hard to make companies succeed, we also have a very healthy way of you know balancing. There's very healthy PTO plans, or very good healthcare plan. Everything is about taking care of the employee outside of work as well. So I feel while it is a startup, fast-paced environment, I don't feel it's high-pressured or um, it's one of those cutthroat environments. I feel it's a very nurturing environment. And did you feel that way? I mean, you know, there's very often talk about gender bias in tech and that it's more difficult for women in environments like, say, a tech incubator, for example. Uh, did you feel as though women engineers and technologists got as much support as men did there? I think within Ideal that we we feel very supported as a woman, myself. I've been here many years, and I feel very well supported. The opportunity given to me were amazing. But in, inherently in a technical environment, I've been that myself. I've been a technical manager for many years. You just have very few female candidates even come and interview. So even in a perfectly non-biased um, hiring process, it's very difficult to hire a technical because you just don't get the candidates to come. So mm. I feel there's more to that needed to be done to actually, you know, fill the funnel with more candidates, female candidates coming in to interview for technical position in order for us to truly bring up the percentage, even if you have a perfectly well-nurtured uh, environment for both male and female. Okay, we'll return to our chat with Gladys Kong, CEO of Uber Media, in just a moment. I'd like to take a quick break here to remind you that you're listening to The Credentialed, a podcast giving voice to people in tech and innovation who don't fit the mold when we think technology executive. My name is Kate Kay, and I'm your host. Do you know someone who should be featured on The Credentialed? Are you someone who should be on? Let me know. Tweet to me at at lowbrowkate, that's lowbrowkate, or email me at thecredentialed at salientmg.com. That's at lowbrowkate or thecredentialed at salientmg.com. Now back to our chat with Gladys Kong of Uber Media on The Credentialed. So Idea Lab, you're still part of 
Idea Lab today in some capacity? We are, yeah, we are in the same building as Idea Lab. Okay. So we share space with Idea Lab. And okay, Idea and Lab that's, that's in, in Pasadena. Well. Uber Media and Idea Lab are both in the same building in Pasadena, California. That's correct. Yeah, okay. Um, you just got back from, uh, well, first of all, you were in the Bend area on vacation, I heard, which sounds really That's beautiful. Right. Um, and you also, before that, were in Aspen for a, uh, a big tech conference, uh, Fortune's Brainstorm Tech event. Tell me a little That's bit about right. that. What was it like? It's my first time being in a Fortune Brainstorm Tech event, and I really, really enjoyed it. The people that I was able to uh, get to meet and um, build um, a relationship with is is amazing. Um, Now I have met a lot of new friends, a lot of new um, uh, colleagues that I could um, talk to and about tech and also other areas about running a company. That is really amazing. And I really enjoyed the first activity they actually got everybody to break the ice with is I went river rafting with uh, a bunch of attendees and Mm -hmm. that really broke the ice and really got me to know a lot of people there. So it was a wonderful event and there was a fair amount of discussion in this particular event talk about um, diversity as Mm -hmm. well in Silicon Valley. So I really enjoyed um, a lot of the talks and then a lot of the discussion outside of the talks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think just about every business conference today or tech conference has its requisite diversity panel or, you know, discussion about that. What did you, when you were there, were there specific things that you heard said or that were like action items that you walked away with that you think would actually help make a change? A lot of... um well, for, for once, I was really impressed when I uh, arrived there to see the ratio of female attendees in this um, conference. I've been to a lot of tech conference, and this one is very well represented by female, which is not uh, usual. And uh, a lot of things that were said that, I mean, the main takeaways for me is how do you build an environment where you look at the individual and not... Um, try not to have any bias to the, the inherent or, you know, un, yeah, people are not conscious about and try to really put in a process where it takes away a lot of that. It's not easy to, to do, but it gave me some idea of how to think about that and how to implement it on a broad basis to to help. Um, we don't really have a gender uh, in balance here, we have a 50-50 male and female in the organization, and I'd like to continue to keep it a healthy Which is rare. ratio moving forward. So um, so it's it's very interesting to hear what uh, other companies' uh, challenges are and what, what remedies they have put in place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so you did some river rafting when you were in Aspen for this Brainstorm Tech event, and... Uh, you, I mean, you, you, you've told me that you're a little bit more into, like, athletics and stuff. You, yeah. um, you played basketball in high school. You ran track when you went to Caltech, which is also in Pasadena. Uh, you, today you play in a local women's league, a local women's basketball league in Pasadena, and uh, I believe that you also are a basketball mom, if that's a thing. 
Um, yes, so I'm a very big <laughs> fan of my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I mean, you know, I'd love to hear about how your athletic background and being on a team and being in that kind of environment, if you think it had an effect on your how you interact as a business person and your trajectory in your career. Definitely. I uh, I know we don't have uh, five hours for me to say that, but I will try <laughs> to uh, keep it short. <laughs> sure. I believe there's a lot of common traits in um, an athlete and running a business and a person running a business. I believe in building a team that uh, of different skill set that together builds a winning team. And that's what I look at in, in my business too, how to build a team that has the right chemistry and the right skill set and the right personality that together will win. Not necessarily if you have five Kobe Bryans, you always win. It's not always the case. And so I like that aspect. I also love the competitiveness of sports where there are certain rules in place, but everybody compete their hardest to try to win. That spirit I love. And I that's why I love my kids playing sports because I think you you want them to be competitive based on some rules and work hard to keep getting better. That That's something I love. I played basketball uh, until a couple of years ago when I injured my knees again. But uh, but then I stopped and I became a basketball mom because I love the spirit of that. And I continue to be a part of that because I feel it's just the spirit of competition in a sports environment. It's very translatable to um, the spirit of competition in a business environment where you always try to find ways to win, but in a fair way and in a, with a great attitude and with a great sportsmanship, and that's what I like. Well, I think that's a great place to end, and we really appreciate you sharing your insights and your background today on the Credentialed Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Gladys. Thank you very much, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us on the Credentialed Podcast, and special thanks to Gladys Kong, CEO of Uber Media, for sharing her insights. Would you like to be considered as a guest on the Credentialed, or would you like to suggest a guest? Please contact me, Kate K, via email at thecredentialed at salientmg.com. That's thecredentialed at salient spelled S-A-L-I-E-N-T-M-G dot com. And thanks for listening.